Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Empower me. Wow. Wisdom over wounds. January 11th. What my obedience to God costs other people as they led him away. They laid hold of a certain man, Simon. And on him they laid the cross that he might bear it after Jesus. Luke chapter 23 verse 26. If we obey God, it is going to cost other people more than it costs us. And that is where the pain begins. If we are in love with our Lord, obedience does not cost us anything. It is a delight. But to those who do not love him, our obedience does cost a great deal. If we obey God, it will mean that other people's plans are upset. They will ridicule us as if to say, you call this Christianity? We could prevent the suffering, but not if we are obedient to God. We must let the cost be paid. When our obedience begins to cost others, our human pride entrenches itself and we say, I will never accept anything from anyone but we must or disobey God we have no right to think that the type of relationship we have with others should be any different from those the Lord himself had you can find that in Luke chapter 8 verse 1 through 3 a lack of progress in our spiritual life results when we try to bear all the costs ourselves and actually we cannot because we are so involved in the universal purposes of God others are immediately affected by our obedience to him will we remain faithful in our obedience to God and be willing to suffer the humiliation of refusing to be independent or will we do just the opposite and say, I will not cause other people to suffer 
We can obey God if we choose and it will bring immediate relief to the situation. But it will grieve our Lord if, however, we obey God. He will care for those who have suffered and consequences of our obedience. We must simply obey and leave all the consequences with Him. Beware of the inclination to dictate to God what consequences you would allow as a condition of your obedience to Him. Wow, what a simple word. God, give me wisdom over all of my wounds. Give me the ability to be led by you and to keep our hands off of what it costs other people. Father, help us to see that our sympathy for other people sometimes goes against our obedience to you. Father, I thank you today that this word is called What My Obedience to God Cost Other People. And the scripture Luke 23 and 26 discusses when Someone had to help Jesus carry his cross. As they led him away, they laid hold of a certain man named Simon. And on him they laid the cross that he might bear it after Jesus. Father, our topic today. What my obedience to God costs other people. Sometimes there is a great cost and sometimes we get sent in a different direction than what we were heading. Luke chapter 23 verse 26 is actually talking about forced assistance. Sometimes we feel like, you know, God is free will and we salvation is free will and we don't get sent in different direction. But it's actually talking about forced assistance to help the Lord. The word of God is talking about as they led him away, led Jesus away after all that he had been through. It says they seized the Simon from Cyrene who was on his way in from the country and put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. Look at that. A man going in an opposite direction than Jesus was going. They grabbed him against his first will because he was heading in another direction and forced him to carry this cross. Following his conviction and condemnation to death on the cross, the Lord Jesus was on his way to Golgotha. According to the law and to custom, the crucifixion had to take place outside of the city. And this man was on his way into the city. 
also the one who was condemned had to carry his own cross. Because of the shame associated with the act, Jesus too had to carry his own cross. How many of you know that you got to carry your own cross? God convinced me of that many years ago. He told me I could not carry my son's cross. And I began to understand exactly what he meant. As my son Nathaniel began to go through. But then something happened on the way with Jesus. Jesus must have faltered and weakened and fell to the ground. So that he could no longer carry the cross. At that point, the soldiers forced a man named Simon to carry the cross for Jesus. Simon appeared to be minding his own business, passing by on his way in from the country. That's found in Mark chapter 15, verse 21, if you want to read that. When suddenly he became a participant in the crucifixion, suddenly it fell apart. Have you ever had a suddenly moment? Luke tells us that Simon was made to carry the cross behind Jesus. Some people suggest that Simon is an example of discipleship. They point out the Lord's earlier words in Luke 9. It says that people ought to take up their cross and follow him. Luke 9.23 says, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and Take up his cross daily and follow me. Luke 14, 27 says, And anyone who does not carry his cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. But others agree with those who consider such an interpretation as forced, F-O-R-C-E-D. Simon is not an example of discipleship, and far from it, he did not know the master. And there is no indication of sacrifice or loss on Simon's part. In addition, he was forced to help, which is the opposite of discipleship. I want you to understand that if you are forced to serve God, it is the opposite of being a disciple of the Lord. When considering this incident on the way to Golgotha, which was the way of the cross, we must focus on what the Lord Jesus was doing and what he was experiencing. He was the Lamb of God, being led outside the camp to the slaughter. He was being treated as a vile criminal. Have some of you on this line been treated as a vile criminal? Made to carry his cross like the two murderers who were with him. He was being subjected to extreme cruelty. In addition, think about what he had already suffered in the 24 hours prior to the cross. Bearing the betrayal of Judas, the sorrow of Gethsemane, the confrontation of the mob, the scattering of the disciples. They scattered in every direction. The denial of Peter is close for him. The injustice of the Sanhedrin, the rulers of the city. The false conviction of Pilate, who God had even warned, don't be a part of this. The treatment of the soldiers, he was mocked, beaten, spit upon and rejected. His body was tender and stripped. 
from scourging. They had beat him and beat him and beat him. And his body was physical. Body was flesh was weak. His head was scarred and bloody from the crown of thorns that they used to mock him. Then came the latest humiliation. Jesus had to drag a heavy cross or torture stake, depending on what you believe, on his weary shoulders. Like he was some kind of murderer who deserved no compassion or pity. They treated him like he was a murderer and gave him no sympathy. Is it any wonder that Jesus was at the end of his human strength? He was at the end of his human strength because Jesus was in a physical body just like you and I that he couldn't muster any more strength. Sometimes we get to a point where like my strength is gone. He becomes so weak from all of his suffering that he could no longer bear the cross. He was unable to walk any farther. He needed the help of a passerby. Even then, not one was found willing to help him. Even when he fell down, nobody was willing. Not willing. Sometimes people, we don't have willing workers in our church. We don't have willing people that are willing to serve. He was all alone. Jesus therefore had to accept the further humiliation of forced assistance. Sometimes God give you a job, give you a ministry, give you a place where you're supposed to be, and nobody. You hear me? This is for somebody on this line. Nobody has come to assist you. Nobody has come to help. There are not any willing workers to come help you get your stuff established. But you have to continue to trust God. And God will give you supernatural strength for the task. He became the image of the deepest human misery and weakness. It was one more step into humiliation along the path of his death on the cross. That's our Savior. That was his suffering. That's what he did for us. He was humiliated so that we might be exalted. He was made a curse for us so that we might receive God's blessing. You find in the writings of Mark when describing this event, he identifies Simon as the father of Rufus and Alexander. You find that in Mark chapter 15 verse 21. Apparently, Simon's sons were known in the earlier, early Christian church. And some bring the connection to Romans chapter 16 and verse 13, where it says, Greet Rufus, outstanding in the Lord, and his mother and mine. So we find that in the discussion of Rufus, Rufus was recognized most likely as the son of the man who helped Jesus carry the cross and became somewhat powerful in the ministry. Since Mark was to the Roman Christian, this may very well be true. It means the service 
Simon rendered for Jesus, which was at first forced by the soldiers, that it eventually turned out to be a genuine blessing for him. Sometimes people are ordered to do stuff. They're not even trying to do it. But once they do, it becomes a blessing for them. His family and for many others. The one who at first was forced to serve Jesus. Sometimes God forces you to do stuff. He forces you. You don't even know where God is sending you. I've had some time of God tell me, do it anyway. It'll be a good thing for you. And my natural mind was like, I don't want to do that. But I did it in obedience. It ended up being a blessing. First force to serve Jesus. Hallelujah. He became a willing follower and a disciple. My God. Have you been forced to do stuff and gone into rejection? Right now I'm sensing if you rejected what God has called you into as service, repent and say, Lord, I'll seek to find what it is that you call me into. Because it might be the greatest blessing you will ever partake of. Every incident describing the life of Jesus, including the final moments before his death, teaches us about the love of our Savior. Also, the account of Jesus carrying his cross teaches it. The Lord's further humiliation of having to accept forced assistance after all he had done for the people. No one was willing to help him carry his cross. All of his friends had ran away. Well, you find yourself where your friends have run away and you end up being almost by yourself. Look up to God. Look up to God. He will send you help. His humiliation was having to accept forced assistance. It impresses upon us today what he was willing to suffer for our sake. In the full realization of that suffering, let us with gratitude follow the Lord Jesus in true discipleship in true discipleship I believe it says in Matthew 27 32 he says all that will approve themselves disciples indeed must follow Christ bearing his Father, I thank you today. I thank you today for teaching us about forced assistance. Sometimes being forced to do things against our natural will. This subject today is my obedience. What my obedience to God might cost somebody else. Sometimes you're looking at it like, why do I have to do that thing for that particular person? We don't understand. Always what God is trying to produce or what is at the end result of you being forced to do things 
for someone that God has given a greater cause, a greater ordination. Jesus was going to the cross to shed his blood for us. Jesus was beaten and mocked and left. And it looked like on the outside he was a criminal. Ooh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But he was paying the price it required to save all of mankind. Father, I thank you today for my friends, my family, my loved ones, my acquaintances, my co-workers. On this line today that they will understand sometime. We get put in situations where we are forced to do things against our first thought processes. Have you ever found yourself in a place where you wake up and God has told you to do something? And in telling you to do it, you're like, I, I just can't do that right now, Lord. I'm not a willing participant to do that. But sometimes you don't. And you roam around for years having received the blessing. Having received the understanding. Have not received the direction. Still walking around years later trying to accomplish stuff on your own. When if you had a been a willing participant. Lord, I'll do what you call me to do. You don't have to understand it right now. So many things God has called me to do. I don't understand it at that moment. I don't even understand how I can fulfill what God calls us to do also. And you look back later on after you've done it. Basically by force. Forced to do these things. You know, force can be an ugly word. But it also can be... A blessed word. I was forced to go over here and ran into my blessing. I was forced to go over there and find out I'm in the place that God wanted me to be at on appointed time. You had to be forced to go over there in order to meet the time frame that God had orchestrated the situation of your life. Synchronizing sometimes has to be done by force. That word just popped in my mind. Synchronizing. Sometimes being synchronized into the Holy Spirit blessing for our life. That button has to be pushed or it won't be seen. Any of you that uses computers and phones and other uh, items that sync up with other systems. I'm hearing this in my spirit. God is trying to sync us into his systems into his direction sink us up into his blessing God is even trying to sink us up into our future and when you're resistant to sinking up into your future guess what you do you stay in the same place your information is not obtained you fall behind time. Woo, I'm hearing this in my spirit right now. You fall behind season. You look at others and see them. They've already moved ahead of you. But guess what? You didn't understand that they sinked into the spirit. 
as I'm saying S-Y-N-C-H-E-D synced into the spirit of God synced in to the power of God synced into the revelation of God if you don't receive an on time revelation of the word of God you're living on old words you may be living on borrowed words. You never really got your fresh word from the Lord. You're living on a word that somebody else gave you from your past. But when God says, sink up into me, sink into my spirit. God, I don't know who's listening to me today, but you're understanding what I'm saying. The Lord said, you're understanding. Sink. Sink yourself. Don't look at it as being forced. But look at it as a move of joining in and updating into what God is trying to do in your life today. Where God is taking you. You know, so many times you look back at years ago, you're like, I'm nowhere where I used to be. Nowhere in the place that I thought I was going to be. But I'm in the place that God has ordained for me. We all live in seasons. When God changes our season, sometimes he sends you somewhere else. I've been sent to different cities. Had no idea why I was even going there. But going in obedience to the Lord's command. Learn to say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I'll do your will. I'll go where you call me to go. I'll say what you call me to say. I'll be what you call me to be. If I if I must be like Simon today and carry this cross, God give me the strength to carry this cross. If it's going to be for an inheritance for my family, for my children, for my loved ones, I need to be on appointed time. I need to be synced into the Spirit of God. So, Father, I thank you today. I don't come on here to excite anyone, make them happy, but right now I'm sensing. Get with God right now. Get synced with the people that God has sent you to help and assist. Get synced with somebody else's obedience to the throne. Father, I thank you today that whoever's on this line, you already know and understand what I'm saying to you, but you have been on hold and have not totally immersed yourself into being obedient to assist God in the places that he's trying to go and to fulfill the order of the Lord. So God, I thank you right now. I thank you for obedience. Some of you are homeless and hungry right now because you didn't sync up with the direction of the Lord. Some of you are without jobs because you didn't fully sync up with the direction and will of God. 
Some of you are being allowed to carry a hairy cross right now. Because that cross is changing your direction. Changing your vision. Giving you a new direction. Giving you a look of hope into your future. Father, I thank you. As you bless your people today. Give them supernatural strength. Give them the eyes of your vision for their lives right now. So, Father, I thank you for this word. I thank you for the title today again. What my obedience to God costs other people. Found in Luke chapter 23, verse 26. As they led him away, they laid upon hold of a certain man, Simon. And on him they laid the cross that he might bear it after Jesus. This word today is coming to you through a podcast called Empower Me Wow. Wisdom over wounds. Playing simultaneously on the same podcast channels is another one of my podcasts called The Drill Sergeant Series. Making jewels. I refer to them as nuggets of gold for fiery trials. They will bless you, increase you, and cause you to see the things that are coming upon the end of this age. So, Father, I thank you that anyone that is on a subscription channel, click like and subscribe. It will truly bless me. You may send me a happy face, an emoji, a a message, but please be respectful to my husband, Reginald. I am a married woman. Don't send me anything disrespectful. I really dislike that. These messages are found on most podcast channels. And remember me, please, in your prayer. As I remember you. And know that God is with you today. Get synced with the Holy Spirit. Get synced. That's really ringing in my spirit right now. For someone, someone's on this line today. You must re-sync your life. Into the life of God. To be on appointed time. To be in the correct season of your life. That's blessing me right now. Get synced. Get synced. Get updated. Beyond appointed time with the Lord. Well, let the Lord use you. Let the Lord bless you. And remember me in your prayers. This is Sister Barbara. Go with God today and know this one thing. I truly love you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.